Alright, I remember I remember how the intro goes. That's good. Somebody should. Welcome to episode one with Michael and Eric, the podcast where we watch the first episode of a streaming exclusive show and talk about it. I'm Michael. And I'm Eric. And this week we watched National Treasure Edge of History. On Disney Plus. Yeah. Um, what'd you think? I wanted to like this. Yeah. I don't think I did though. Yeah. Oh well. Um <laughs> I mean, uh you want to tell everybody what it was about? Uh as best I can. Uh God, I didn't write down anybody's names. Hey, hold on, let me I wrote down the order. main character's name is Jess. Treasure Edge of History. I just have yeah, okay. So so this is uh, a show about Jess insert last name here. Oh, I wrote that uh, down to it. I think it was oh, Will and Weaver. I'm looking on Google and it's not coming up. So oh, I'm Valenzuela. Valenzuela. All right. Yep. Who is the daughter of somebody who is a Treasure hunter, I guess. Protector. Uh, yeah, but like she can't protect it unless she hunts it first, right? Well, I mean, this is a conversation that I wanted to have because if you want to protect this very well hidden treasure, do uh-huh. nothing, right? Especially if you've got like the only clue that's so- going to lead people to the treasure, just light a match. No, I, I don't. I don't think so. Right I don't think so. Well, okay. okay so ma- yeah, maybe burn that photo right up. But I think what what maybe should have been in the first place. So this <laughs> the treasure in question here is. Hold on, I had it written down. It's something. It's it's Montezuma's treasure, right? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That that they hid away when uh, Cortez and other conquistadors came to. Uh, the mainland they, they were hiding because they wanted to hide it from conquistadors right yeah so what the the little interstitial or the like history lesson we got at the beginning they they said that they made three relics that uh would provide clues as to where the treasure is why, why build those in the first fucking place yeah, this is my this is my uh point. Just like lose the treasure. <laughs> Maybe that's the problem. <laughs> Maybe like, we're yeah, like, assuming that the treasure just needs to be lost. I don't I don't know. It just feels like like oh I got to protect this treasure. Let me dig it up and start running. Like what why? I think there's a middle ground. I think that if these relics exist and are going to show where this thing is at, I think your best bet is to find the thing and then hide it somewhere else and not make new relics. Just hide it someplace completely differently. So, and then leave the relics out there and everybody's going to find that shit and then never find the treasure 
unless they randomly find it. I don't fucking know. I honest to God, I don't get the point of having treasure that can't be seen or used or displayed in any way. <laughs> so I'm kind of off this whole thing from the start. I think the only place where the, like some of this practice makes sense is in the Indiana Jones movies where those very relics can cause people's faces to melt off. Like mm. that, that makes sense. We should hide that. We should not have clues to where that's at. Let's keep that fucker away from people. But when it's just, I'm, I'm certain they're going to find this treasure at some point during the season. And all it's going to be is s- some gold shit or may- maybe some Jade shit since it is like Aztec and Mayan and Incan treasure. Yeah, as vague as the treasure in the movie was. Do you think, I can already hear you uh, formulating this question, so I'm going to go ahead and ask it instead. Do you think the treasure is the friends we made along the way? (laughs) I wrote that in my notes. (laughs) I I was actually formulating a different question. Okay. Do you think that Montezuma's treasure is just some sort of bowel movement? I don't. That's Montezuma's revenge, which means that right. we have to. So, so Montezuma's treasure, treasure, so Montezuma's revenge is is diarrhea. Montezuma's treasure is just a really well formed, <laughs> easily disposed of poop. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, just yeah, just like no cleaning necessary. So ghost poop, a poop that that comes and goes, no wipe needed. Yep. I think. I think you're on to something. Don't you, you don't even need to check if you need to wipe. Like, you know. <laughs> well. What do you got in your notes? So the show starts. What was it? 20 years ago. Yeah. 20, yeah 21 years ago. Whatever it was. With her father, who is a treasure protector. Mm-hmm. Which means you dig up a treasure and then run around with it and hope nobody catches you. That's not even what he does, though. He just runs home. He went straight fucking home. You know, the place where he just got threatened. So he finds the treasure. Some people capture him. And when he says, yeah, I'm not going to or he doesn't find the treasure. He finds a clue towards the treasure. Yeah, I'm not, he says I'm not going to help you get this treasure, and they said, ah, "Ah, ah, we know where your family is." Either he thinks that's true, and he's just, I guess, rushing home to save them, or he's, I, I, here's what I bet: I bet they know he's this dumb. They don't know where his family's at, and they just follow him there. Yeah, because any bad guy worth his salt isn't going to say, "We know where your family is." They're going to say, "We have your family." Yep, and here's their left ear you know right really make good on that yeah get that treasure by all means necessary so you can dig it up and run around <laughs> <laughs> so the, he gets that amulet right and he gives it yeah. to his baby daughter before he dies indiana jones style and well i guess indiana that wasn't jones. what he got what the amulet? the amulet was the amulet was something he was wearing. He got one of those cubes. Oh, okay. I, I missed all that. But regardless, I'm talking about that amulet. Okay. So uh he gives it to his daughter, 
for some reason puts it into her hand, even though she's what a week a old. Yeah, as a yeah. baby. <laughs> as a baby. And then he dies. And then his mom is like, you, sh- I, she can't turn out like her father. And then what does she do with the amulet? Let her have it. Nothing. Yeah. Why is she why, why is she not hiding that amulet from her daughter? Because that amulet isn't what makes her a treasure protector. <laughs> you know that <laughs> really she was doing this. No, it isn't, though. She was doing this shit before she even knew what the amulet was. Right. And I don't know if her mother, when she was a week old, old would have the foresight to know that. Like, in that moment, the logical thing to do, if you don't want her to turn out like your dad or know what her dad's doing, is hide the amulet and not let your daughter have it. That's I, I one less clue to what your to what her father was doing or how how she can follow in her follow in her I, father's footsteps. I think you're putting more importance on that amulet than was actually there. I I don't think that that amulet. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I think that would be really shitty of her to remove the last thing that her father gave her before he died. Number one. Number two, oh. I don't think that guy's dead. That guy's definitely not dead. Oh, you don't think so? Also, There's that no is very that. important. It's the thing yeah. that Harvey Keitel sees her wearing and gives her all the stuff. I guess. But yeah, I, I don't think that guy's dead. What? What episode of this series do you think they're going to do their entrapment reference? Episode they that died on the writer's room floor. Oh, really? I mean, they absolutely talked about like having her crawl through lasers, like having Jess crawl through lasers or something. Somebody, but, yeah, maybe. And then yeah. somebody realized that those two audiences don't overlap. And then also. <laughs> We're making a movie, or not a movie, a TV show that we're aiming at youths who mm-hmm. death like entrapment is not a cultural touchstone. National treasure absolutely is. Entrapment isn't, except for that yeah, scene, and fair. it will just confuse people. Right. I mean, I was like 12, it confused me. <laughs> In different ways. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, <laughs> this is where we find out that you're sexually attracted to lasers <laughs> did you like the first National Treasure movie uh, I remember liking it I mean I, it was dumb yeah. but I knew it was going to be dumb yeah. going in yeah um, I, I liked it too Shay's a big fan I was this close to getting her to be on the podcast with us why wouldn't she? Because she doesn't want to. Does she not like the podcast? I don't think she's ever. That can't, that, the can't, podcast. that can't. That can't be it. Does she maybe? Does she just not like you anymore? No, I'm pretty sure she still likes me. Um, I'll I'll chalk this up into the into that box, and, and we'll see if there's other evidence later. Okay. I remember liking the first one. But not enough to let the like of the first one drive me in to see the second one. I don't think I ever saw the second uh, National Treasure movie. I'm sure I have, but yeah, you're right. Uh, it just felt like 
like what more is there for national treasure too? Like they already found the biggest treasure of all time. It's time what to find the second biggest, biggest treasure of all time. <laughs> right. And maybe was national treasure too like national treasure in space or something? Like it definitely just... wasn't. National Treasure 2. Book of Secrets. Oh. What's the treasure they're trying to find here? They find John Wilkes Booth's diary. Okay. You know, Wikipedia, I just, I just, you know how it breaks it down into things like plot and cast and production? Yeah. I just want them for National Treasure to also break it down into, and here's the treasure. Because I'm having to sort through a lot of paragraphs to try and figure out what the treasure is. Finds a pit containing Cibola, a Native American city of gold. Okay. Yeah. So it's just, it's just like a lot of gold. So basically, oh. the second biggest treasure. They couldn't call it El Dorado? Uh, no, this is, uh, Shibola is a place named by Spanish conquistador Vesquez in 1541 for the mythical seven cities of gold that he never found. Oh, Hmm. so is that, it's not something they made up. I just thought it was weird that they did went for like a city of gold, but not the famous one. Yeah, it's just not, it's not that one. Yeah. They just spend up like a good portion of National Treasure 2 going, it's not El Dorado, guys. It's something different. Oh boy, there was a novelization of this book too, though. Oh, I believe it. I used to, I read some novelizations when I was a kid. What, what are some that you can remember? The one I remember most is Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. And I'm, I, 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 th- I think we may have even mentioned it on the podcast before. Because I've looked and found the cover. It's got like Bill and Ted and uh, Death with their like faces smushed up onto the... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Booth and, glass. Yeah, the booth glass or whatever. And... For some reason, I want to, I might be off here, but it might have been a Pizza Hut tie-in type thing. Sure, yeah. That I mean, this <laughs> yeah. all tracks for the 90s. Yeah. And I'm not going to look that up. We're just going to say that's what it is. Because I was yeah. listening to a different podcast and they were going to look something up. And then one of them was like, don't look it up. Just write the legend. That's my new philosophy. So we... We open 21 years after her father's quote-unquote death, and yeah. they're in an escape room that's yeah. led to believe us that she's in prison. Right, and instead what? they're in the most cockamamie, impractical <laughs> escape room I've ever seen. Not just impractical, dumb. It was like three steps. And also, yeah. why, were they, why were they put in orange jumpsuits? <laughs> I don't know. Why they were putting George jumpsuits, what they were doing for the first 58 minutes of that escape room, because they were just sitting there uh-huh. <laughs> until they found a screwdriver for some reason that needed to be tied to a bed sheet to, like, uh, uh, 
uh, the rock style swing it and then grab the thing that opens the uh, cell and pull it and open it. So dumb. Sorry, I, I derailed but, what you were saying. No, you didn't. That's that's more or less what I'm talking about. It's not only <laughs> why do they have to wear orange jumpsuits, it's also how dumb was that escape room? Because yeah. so they throw open the thing, they get to a keypad to try and figure out what the code is. All they have to do yeah. is just count the number of marks that are on a wall. That's it. No, no it was no I, puzzle was solving. The, it was just a test of dexterity and counting. Was that what was going on? Because I swear... She's looking at the wall and there's like the marks of how like each day the prisoner's in there and she's like 1138 or something like that is how many marks are on the wall and then they need the keypad. She's like, wait, and she runs back and she looks at the marks and it's just a like a wall full of tick marks. And as she's looking at it, we see it from her perspective and we see what appears to me just be random sections of these tick marks highlight red in her register like okay that means three and then another random section of tick marks like highlight red and she's like that means four and she's like talking to herself like okay so this random section plus this random section is 11 i got it and i have no fucking clue what she was looking at dude it's it's worse than all of that <laughs> it's literally she counted all of it uh-huh. And, deter- and determined that he had been in there for three years, four months, and eleven days. That's oh, where the that's three four it? one one came from. That's oh, all it came from. God. So it was a it was a test of counting your ability to know how many days there are in a year, <laughs> and also <laughs> an American Gladiator style test of dexterity. I didn't. I didn't even realize. The, the three, four, and 11 was three years, four months, 11 days. I just saw them highlighting the wall. Me being like, what is she seeing? The highlighting of the wall. Room the, the highlighting of the wall was weird because it was highlighting yeah. weird sections. But ultimately what it came yeah. down to, and she said this out loud, was he was in here for three years, four months, and 11 days. Three, four, one, one. So they're highlighting sections of the wall for just like narrative. I reason. don't know. Yeah. It was them testing out the uh I'm sure it's some AI generated CGI to make it sort of look like the National Treasure movies. Because they would yeah. do that same sort of device when he would notice clues as well. Like that sort of like ghostwriter style highlighting of whatever they're looking at. Uh, and then, and then they're like, "We solved it! We solved it! Yeah, we solved it!" And the other guy is like coming out with his cell phone, and then the the people come out and they're like, "No, no, no, disqualified!" Because that guy was using his cell phone. And afterwards, they're like walking down the street, like kicking rocks, like, "Oh man, I can't believe it! We need to appeal that and stuff." And I'm over here, like, "I mean, you solved it. You know, you solved it. How? Who are you appealing this to? Like that?" That one guy said you didn't like just know that you did it. Who is it's there's like of, some record book or like some something that people are like looking and being like, oh, they solved that one. Well, so that's what I was gonna say. It's it's whoever they're appealing to is are the same people that think it's important to have an escape room that according to these protagonists literally has never been solved before. Right. So right. that, that 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 speaks to so many possibilities. Number one, that this company thought, you know what we need? 
a place to lock people in for an hour that they can't get out of. Uh, <laughs> number two, we need... <laughs> <laughs> or escape rooms are so popular in their high school or college or whatever the fuck they're in that everybody talks about their times and somebody's keep keeping informal track of them or see that there is some sort of review board that is keeping track of all this bullshit <laughs> like they're in a league or something oh maybe they're yes. in a league hold on hold on <laughs> there's hold on hold on <laughs> so you're good looking up escape room leagues <laughs> competitive <laughs> escape room oh it's a thing for sure there is an escape room championship. Yeah. So you, uh, you, we've mentioned on the podcast before, I love escape rooms. And I don't think I would have saw, been able to solve the one they were in. Because in every escape room that I've ever done, if I would have tied to a screwdriver to a bed sheet and started swinging it around in there. They would have kicked me the fuck out of that building. What, what the hell? <laughs> Not only that, in any escape room we've ever done, if they told me, here, you've got to put on an orange jumpsuit, I would have yeah. backed out immediately. <laughs> yeah. You were in the one where they handcuffed us, right? Which which was fine. Like, that yeah. I didn't have a problem with, but going so far as to making us put on costumes before we start, you've lost the point of this. The point isn't yeah. to make me think I'm actually in prison. Like, what prison is going to have a complicated set of puzzles and string uh, <laughs> art that you have to make and whatever other bullshit we had to deal with with that one? Right. Then another thing I didn't get is why the whole working in a storage facility thing and how that even remotely was related to treasure hunting and why this is the only storage facility in the country that like goes to such lanes to try to track down the owner of a storage facility that's back on their rent. Any other one would just like do what you see on TV and sell the shit and rent it out to somebody else. I, so the one oh, yeah. thing about this that I think does make sense is I would bet that working like a storage unit type place like this does attract that sort of person that, that thinks they're a treasure hunter and is delusional in that way. But to your point, I 1000% agree. I don't, th there's no world in which they're going to spend any amount of time tracking these people down because they're going to do exactly what they do on those TV shows, which is, well, you didn't pay up for whatever one two months or auctioning or selling this shit off the end yeah yeah also why harvey keitel's character had a storage unit with that name yeah i, I don't am, get it i it's am like a phasma i am phasma yeah like i nobody wants this treasure to be for a group of people that nobody wants this treasure to be found. Everybody sure is just like needlessly just dropping clues all over the place. Storage yeah, units I, with weird names, photos with a Harvey Keitel weirdly posed with a gavel in the background that nobody thought that that was weird for I know. A, a I don't know how no just like that's normal. Yeah, no, let's let's ignore the secret handshake that is happening in front of our eyes. The weird ass pose of him behind his grandson, and I'm assuming son, shaking hands uh, while he sort of oddly looks on with his gavel. 
Uh, I I can't believe no one thought this looks weird. I should think more about this. Because he's holding it. He's got his he's got his lower arms to his side and he's got his elbows bent. So he's holding the gavel almost like a baseball bat, but with your arms tucked in more. And he's just like got this weird stance and he's holding it at this weird angle and just like looking at the camera. And then, like you described, just two people shaking hands with the Masonic handshake. And then uh, everybody looks at the pictures like, oh, two guys, two guys shaking hands. While we're talking about the photo, when she's got it in the envelope and they haven't opened it yet, and she's like in her apartment and she's showing it to her friends. I was so mad. They kept yanking that out of her hands and looking at it themselves. And they just have it. And then somebody else like yank it out of her hands. And I wrote my notes like, stop yanking it out of her hand. It's not your thing. So her friend, her friends were kind of rude and acting weird. Uh, Yeah. One friend that clearly has a crush on her was acting real weird weird through a lot of this. He's absolutely a spy. Yeah. Yeah. I I thought her other friend, the, the uh, girl was a spy. Yeah, that's what they see. Um, that's why they see him in that bar. Yes. Yeah, I had the same thought. He he was he was tailing them. Yep. Oh, uh, and they meet like uh, Harvey Keitel's grandson, and he's like playing a guitar. I own that type of guitar. That's the guitar cool. that I own. Yeah. Um, do you do you play in dive bars and also? secretly no. hate your grandpa because he tried to force you into a treasure protecting society when you were very young no if my huh. grandpa tried to get me to a like treasure protector society when i was young i would have been so pumped up what like right which, which is what makes me less certain that that's why he's mad and right when his last name is remarkably similar to sandusky i get even more worried Mm. that's all uh <laughs> speaking speaking of that envelope when harvey cartel hands it to her and uh or like opens things up and, and hands the envelope to her or whatever and she's like no no, you gotta take this and he's like no if i die the secret dies with me <laughs> no it fucking doesn't you've got this in an envelope dude like you're literally like and you could have handed this to anyone yeah, the secret doesn't have to die with you if it's that important to you. Yeah, and I got news for you, Harvey. The clue in that photo, not hard to figure out. Like, anybody's going to look at that and be like, that guy's holding a gavel real weird. I was absolutely certain that, and we may still find this out, but I was absolutely certain that his nurse was a part of this spy organization as well. Oh, Probably. I, when when they were walking out of the room after having talked, I, I was certain he was going to attack her to try and get that envelope. Oh, little fight scene. Yeah, or you know where she runs away because she's not actually a part of some secret society or a ninja. You know. <laughs> yeah. Why did her friend? Her friend. It seemed like insisted on trying to live stream every time that they were doing something related to this. When at yeah. every turn they were worried about somebody finding out about this. Right. <laughs> like every turn. <laughs> especially for somebody who's talking about how she's got a hundred thousand subscribers or, or some nuts or hundred thousand views, viewers or whatever. Episode two territory. So 
in episode one, she is like, she's not live streaming. She's just doing video to her phone and like made that clear. I think in episode two, at some point, she accidentally hits the go live button and doesn't realize it. So they're live or they're doing it. And then Catherine Zeta-Jones sees it and is like, we know where they are. This is going to veer into episode 10 territory or yeah. however many episodes this ends up getting. But I think at one point in time, she keeps forgetting that she's live streaming. Uh <laughs> And they're just desperate. Like they, they need some money for a plane ticket to Nicaragua or something to carry on this uh, treasure hunting sequence. But they don't have any money, you know, because their rent just went up. But that's when all the donations start kicking in. And suddenly their bank account has just enough money for them to get to wherever they need to go because of all oh. of the uh, streaming fans. Oh, and not even donations. It's just like Google Pay. And she just doesn't realize she's been streaming this whole time and pulls it up. And she's like, oh, shoot. The last six times we've done this, we've been live streaming. We've got 10 million followers right now. People are like actively following their treasure hunt. I'll tell you, I don't watch a lot of streaming, but I would absolutely watch a stream of somebody doing a treasure hunt. Yeah, me too. That would be fun. Maybe when you and me become treasure hunters, we should live stream it. Yes, absolutely. That's also I get famous. I bet there's a live stream. I bet there's some treasure hunter that live streams. There's real life treasure hunters, right? Real life treasure hunting. Oh, there's a wired video. I'm going to save and and watch later. Oh, okay. We'll we'll, We'll see. I'm booking. Oh, they they have money problems, but they got a playbill of Hamilton signed by the original cast. Come on. Yeah. I All did that think shit. that that scene where they were running through the restaurant. Um, yeah. Trying to avoid. And, and she was like, oh, my God, do you not recognize the original cast uh, or the original actress that played Abigail Adams in Hamilton or whatever? was a pretty apt scene because that's absolutely how somebody would, would react to like, Oh my gosh, like how amazing, even though that character doesn't exist. Right. Uh, no, I don't appear to have anything else. Mm, let's see here. Me either. Got anything not national treasure related. Trying to think. Streaming related. Glass Onion comes, I think, just came out today or is about to come out on Netflix or whatever, the yeah. Knives Out sequel. Yeah, I think it's tomorrow. I thought it came out, uh, I, it popped up on my Netflix. I thought it meant it was out like a week or two ago. And I was like pulling up my phone to text you, like, Glass Onion's out. And then I was like, wait a minute. We went and saw it when it was in theaters uh, a couple weeks ago um, and really liked it. It was good. It wasn't as good as the oh, first you one, saw it already. It was, oh, yeah, it came out. In th- it came nice. out in theaters uh, in November. Nice. We also uh, saw Violent Night last mm-hmm. week, and that was shockingly bad. I guess it took mm-hmm. a long time for it to get good and or entertaining. Mm-hmm. It just it was a lot of time with Santa being reluctant to like help out here. 
And then when he did finally uh, get to kick an ass and smash in people's faces, uh, it was a delight. You watch Weird yet? Still no. <laughs> Still no. Wow, dude. Uh, yeah, the, the last uh, few weeks have been uh, not always conducive to being in the right mood for that. But I think right. we'll, we'll probably get around to it sometime here soon. Maybe that'll be a, a Christmas night uh, sort of thing. Since we don't have anything going on that day. Uh, I don't know. Want to wrap it up? Uh, sure. Thanks for listening to the episode one podcast uh, for the first time in a month. Uh, yeah, sorry. It folks. was probably it was probably pretty bad because it's been a month since we've recorded, but we're <laughs> and it's remote because I've got the COVID still. Yeah. <laughs> so fingers crossed, uh, your immune system decides to finally boot that shit out, and and we can get back yep. in person next week. Um, yep. If you liked it, leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, you can check out our website, it's episode1podcast.com, spelled out O-N-E, or follow us on Twitter, at podcast episode one, that's the number one. Did um, Elon Musk get back to us on our offer to buy Twitter for $1,100? No, shockingly enough, I thought about, and I may even still do that after this episode today, I know that they're looking for a CEO. Um, yeah, I do. Assuming, this, assuming the salary's right, I think our podcast can be the CEO of Twitter. Yeah, not not you and me as co-CEO. No. It's just like the no. podcast is the CEO. I don't, I don't want that stink. I don't want that stink on me. <laughs> this podcast can bear it, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe put that out to Elon. Just like offers to on the, on the table to outright buy it for $1,100. Uh, but if you just want to make us... I'm sorry, if you just want to make the podcast a CEO, we'll we'll accept that too. Yep. All right. I'll get on that cool. uh, <laughs> when, when we send this out next week. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Yep. See you all next week.